The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Pastor Delmer Chilton, a Lutheran pastor who has served congregations in Georgia and the Carolinas and Tennessee, tells people when he's asked about his call story that when he was a boy, he'd been in a tobacco field on a hot summer day after a pop-up thunderstorm. There was steam coming off the tobacco leaves, and he was up to his knees in red mud when he saw a preacher drive by in an air-conditioned Ford Fairlane. Right then, Delmer told God, Yes, Lord, I can do that. I will do that. I will become a preacher. Turns out the story isn't true. But Delmer tells it because people have an expectation about what a call story is. We expect call stories to center around a single moment of clarity, like the one Paul experiences on the Damascus Road when he is blinded by a light from heaven that flashed around him, or the one that Martin Luther had when he was caught out in a ferocious storm and lightning struck nearby. The story goes that the terrified Luther called out and vowed to become a monk if God delivered him safely. 
From stories like these, we expect Paul's stories to show a person's unquestioned and immediate obedience to God. But there are far more people in Scripture who follow God's call imperfectly, stumbling along the way. In Exodus, we hear the story of Moses who argues with God saying he isn't comfortable speaking in public, so he couldn't possibly lead God's people. Jonah also argues with God when he is sent to Nineveh. First, he tries to hide, and then he tells God he doesn't like the good news he's been given. He doesn't want God to save those people. When Jeremiah is called, he too argues. Telling God he is just a boy. And in today's Old Testament reading, when Isaiah is called, he argues that he is not qualified to be a prophet because he has unclean lips. In today's gospel, we hear Luke's account of Jesus calling Simon Peter, James, and John to follow him. Now, Time has passed since he preached in the synagogue in Nazareth where the crowd wanted to throw him off a cliff. In the verses immediately before these, Luke tells us that Jesus left there and traveled to Capernaum and preached in more of the synagogues of Judea. He's a popular teacher and there is a crowd with him when he reaches the lake shore of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee. People who have been there to that lake shore say there's a rise in the shoreline. So when Jesus got into Simon Peter's boat and went out a little way from the shore, it would have provided him with a platform, similar to an amphitheater stage. First, he teaches. And then after he finishes, he commands Simon Peter to go farther out to sea, into the deep water. And once they are there, he tells him to let down his nets. And they are overwhelmed by the abundance of fish that they catch. Suddenly, instead of being afraid of going hungry or not having a catch to sell, the fishermen have more than they can handle. And just as it looks like their nets will burst and their boats will sink under the weight of the hull, they call others over to help with the catch and to share in the abundance. We don't know exactly what prompts Simon Peter at that very moment to fall down and repent at the feet of Jesus. But Luke tells us that when Simon Peter sees the scene on the boats, he drops to his knees and cries out, confessing his sinfulness and calling Jesus not only master, but Lord, we can speculate that Simon Peter didn't think he deserved to be with Jesus because he was a sinner. But Jesus doesn't shun him or cast him away. Instead, he commands him, do not fear. They are the same words the angel says to Zechariah at the announcement that Elizabeth will bear a son. The same words Gabriel speaks to Mary when he tells her she will be the mother of the Son of God. 
They are the same words that later in Luke, Jesus will speak to Jairus, whose daughter is ill, and to the crowds when he addresses them as his flock. In each of these human encounters with the holy, God speaks these words. Do not fear. When God calls you to a task or a place, Jesus' words here are a reminder that God is with you in that kingdom work, and you do not need to be afraid. Importantly, Jesus never tells Peter, don't make mistakes, or don't bother if you can't do it perfectly. Jesus knows who Peter is. We know that this is the same man who will deny Jesus three times on the night before his execution. But God calls him anyway. Like Delmer Chilton, my call story doesn't have a lightning bolt moment. When I returned to the church in college, I was in a tradition that didn't ordain women. But I thought I would pursue a master's degree in biblical studies. I was accepted to a graduate program, but at the time I was living in Virginia and I could afford to move or I could pay tuition, but I couldn't do both. So I deferred my admission and moved an hour south and got a job waiting tables with my four-year degree. And that's where Jamie and I met. Four years later, when my oldest daughter Casey was just 13 months old, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And in the midst of the chemotherapy and radiation treatments, I was cared for by an amazing chaplain at the local hospital. She was one of the first female pastors I had met. A few years after that, we became ELCA Lutherans when we joined our neighborhood congregation outside Philadelphia. And our associate pastor in that congregation was another woman. By the time I returned to the idea of a call to ministry in 2006, I had been in four different congregations and every one of them was served by women in ministry. The witness of those women and my conversations with other pastors who identified gifts for ministry in me helped me hear God's call to congregation ministry. I still remember some of the earliest con conversations I had about pursuing that call. I'm grateful that I had already learned it was okay to say, I don't know. I didn't have to try to be the expert. I just had to be faithful, putting one foot in front of the other and taking the next step forward. There's still a lot I don't know about God, the Bible, and ministry. But through all of it, I hear what Jesus said to Simon Peter. Do not fear. The good news is that God, who created and loved you, loves you, knows where you have been broken and where you, in turn, have broken others. And this same God is calling you to participate in the kingdom's work. Not perfectly, but faithfully. 
And to every one of us, God says, you are not alone. I am with you. Do not fear. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for your mercy and love that you see each one of us as we are and invite us into your kingdom work anyway. May your Holy Spirit give us courage and strength to answer your call to follow your Son, Jesus, and cast wide the net of your love for the world. Amen. <clears throat>